She settled into a routine, and one that always began with a look out across the hills to see if Bear had returned or was just making his way through the paths and streets of the village toward her. As the sun rose, she would get dressed to work and make her way to the chopping block where a woodcutter who lived a few houses down would leave pine logs in the yard, and she'd split them, the way Bear had showed her, until Sally had enough to last her the day. There was a taller stump in the field, perhaps her own height, and it stood leaning slightly at the back of the house, and at this she would often imagine herself felling a dark enemy with the axe, taking swings at its imaginary legs, hacking away at its armored chest with swift double strokes back and forth. Her back would ache, but it wasn't long before she felt the muscles growing and the swings getting lighter and lighter as the days sped by. She'd then take her breakfast with Tom and his family before joining him at the forge. Most days she would work the bellows as Tom worked the steel, Sometimes she'd hold glowing billets of metal in tongs while they swung a huge hammer with both hands, working the steel into shape on the anvil until lunchtime, and with her ears still ringing she'd have her meal with him at the forge before being allowed to wash and join Sally in the kitchen. Here she would show her how to prepare meat stored up from summer and what each plant and herb was used for and how to combine them in a variety of different ways to provide the best flavor. Then Marge would take her into the woods to collect them, showing her all the different kinds there were and where to find them. As the sun began to sink into the far-off horizon, Marge would take her to the house of the late keeper, whose wife taught the children of Greenmark reading and writing and some basic mathematics. Tanya was Marge's friend, and together with a few others who were much younger than Alex, they would sit in her living room and learn numbers and words. The lessons lasted until supper, by which point Alex would struggle to stay awake long enough to climb back up the hill to the house where their meal would be waiting for them. Then they would eat together again and settle beside the hearth, where Tom would play his wooden flute and give a short lesson to Alex. Good nights would be passed around as they all retired to warm beds before starting over again the following morning. Alex would often look out of the window at night before going to sleep looking for his shape on the horizon and wondering when her quest would resume, perhaps if it would ever resume. The routine was pretty rigid, and it gave Alex a feeling of stability she hadn't known before. She soon began to understand what Tom had meant about a rudder, and she felt that her life was starting to have a purpose, that there was something to be doing instead of just living, and the possibilities that opened up to her excited her young heart to such a pitch that every day was a brand new pleasure to her. At midweek, a young man would lead a pony and cart along the road and deliver coal from the mines to the forge. Alex would have to shovel the coal into a bunker while Tom spoke to the man and caught up on the gossip. People would pay for repairs to pots and pans or tools with metal they might have or that travelers might have paid for their food and shelter with. Tom would separate all the different metals, showing Alex what to look for to identify them apart, then melt them in a crucible at the end of a long handle to be used again. Alex would scrape the slag from the top and pour the molten metal into billet molds made from baked sand and leave them to cool. At the end of the week, one of the three fishermen from the lake would offer fresh fish in exchange for bags of hooks that Tom showed her how to make. They had been tricky to form, and her already blistered fingers made it even harder to bend the metal around the tool. After a few days of struggle, she soon began to rattle them off, making them from leftovers from whatever Tom was making that day. As the fisherman often lost the hooks to broken lines or just clumsiness, she was never out of business, and, after Tom had shown her how to make a mold to cast the hooks with, she soon became known as the fisherman's friend. Alex began to meet people, too. The forge was often a place where people would stop as they passed by. 
people usually eager to hear the latest news or to pass around some gossip. Oftentimes, Tom might see someone approaching and roll his eyes at Alex, whose job it was to intercept them before they disturbed him from what he was doing. Or, if the person was someone he was particularly trying to avoid, he would retreat into the house and leave her to pass on a greeting whilst he drank a quick pot of ale. "'Is Tom not here today?' they would ask. "'I'm sorry, you just missed him. He's gone to the lake to collect some oil,' she would answer with a smile and continue making hooks before the person could respond. Or, if it was someone Alex wanted to glean some information from, she would compliment them or inquire about family, which always made them stop and talk. People, she soon learned, loved to talk about themselves. A lot.